This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, August 9th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Josh Allen's number one fan, Jerem Jordan. I think Josh Allen in the NFL is an amazing quarterback, and he just signed a $258 million deal, $150 mil guaranteed. $150 mil guaranteed, the most in NFL history. So congratulations to the former Wyoming quarterback. So BYU Sports Nation had some fun with that and tweeted out, congratulations to Josh Allen on the new contract. And... Attached was a video of Josh Allen's final collegiate throw and interception <laughs> to Kainakua. Now, what's funny is, man, Wyoming fans, all 12 of them, got really mad. And then Buffalo Bills fans got really mad. Bills and Mafia it, went and crazy. Then it, then it was like an anti-Zach Wilson thing. And then it was like, it's just a funny post. Anyways, that was, that was pretty hilarious. A lot of attention. Um, for that, <laughs> that yes, post. Yes, it, got, it got so much traction. Oh, yeah, the responses unveiled some very, very sensitive fan bases. So which fan base is more sensitive? Is it Wyoming's or is it Buffalo's? It felt like the Bills just took over that thing. Bills Mafia went crazy yeah. and were like, yeah, we can't wait for Josh Allen to dominate Zach Wilson in that division. Good luck, losers. Like it Nobody just... circles the social media wagons like the Buffalo Bills. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. It that just was, is a funny tweet. Like, I laughed kinda, at it. Kind of Kua, Kinda Kua reacted on Instagram, I think, with the, uh, you know, hands up <laughs> up top. Like, yeah, we did it. Clearly, Josh Allen is an elite quarterback. He's so good. And he earned it. $258 million. Like, it's okay if we have a little bit of fun with this. But, man. No buts. The Bills, it's okay ma- if we have the fun Bills with this, Mafia period. did not want any of that. Good gravy. They're like, they know about BYU sports. Well, it didn't help the Bills Mafia argument against BYU and Zach Wilson that he had a little bit of a rough weekend in a scrimmage for the New York Jets, because which is no great quarterback has ever had a struggled in a scrimmage ever in fall or training camp. So yeah, the Zach Wilson setback. We'll discuss it. Does it matter? And does he have more to prove in the NFL? Than BYU football does without Zach Wilson now in camp. Fun conversation there. John Beck, Zach's quarterback's coach, now been working with Jaron Hall. He will join us live to discuss the starting quarterback at BYU and what advice he would give to Zach Wilson after a rough weekend. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Fall camp continues. Practice number four this morning. Follow BYU TV Sports and BYU Sports Nation on social media for a recap, highlights, and interviews from camp, it was a successful weekend. Uh, they had to move indoors due to the air quality. Um, so Friday uh, afternoon, they started practicing. Then they realized, no, no, this isn't going to work. They went to the IPF from the outdoor. And, uh, yeah, so that's interesting because, for those who don't know, fires in Northern California, a lot of smoke is blown into Utah. It's crazy. If you don't know, you're not on social media. Um, it's been wild. So it has affected some of the BYU athletics that have happened over the week. Surely. I'm bummed about this next headline. Due to a last-minute issue, Jimmer Fredette will not be added to the Denver Nuggets Summer League roster. That was first reported by Mike Singer of the Denver Post. So no Jimmer in the Summer League. 
Yoli Childs playing and playing well in the Summer League. He had six points and six rebounds in 15 minutes of action for the Los Angeles Lakers summer team last night. We don't need no Summer League. Just go over I just want to watch him play. I just want to watch him play. Yeah, yeah, right? for that part. You're right. Jimmer, just throw up a camera in your church when you're shooting. The USA women's volleyball team, assisted by former Cougar player and assistant men's coach Lucas Slabe, won the gold medal by sweeping Brazil Sunday in Tokyo at the Olympic Games. It's the first ever gold for the U.S. indoor women's team. Congrats to Luca, Karch Cry, and the whole team. That's pretty cool. The emotion that was expended in the game-winning moment was fantastic. Yeah, very cool history. Ashley Hatch is the National Women's Soccer League Player of the Month. Her team did lose to Portland 1-0 yesterday, but let's focus on the good. She had three goals on just 10 shots over four matches. She's back to doing what she did at BYU, score a ton of goals. She is now tied for the league lead in overall goals scored with six. BYU women's soccer, by the way, you talked about the rescheduling and having to dip out of that game because of the smoke in the air. They have rescheduled their blue-white scrimmage for tomorrow night, 9 Eastern at Southfield. This is smoke that we don't want. We don't want the smoke. We don't want that smoke. Michael Rucker pitched two innings in the Cubs' 9-3 loss to the White Sox in the Battle for Chicago. And in AAA, Brennan Lund continues to tear a homer for the Salt Lake Bees in a 5-2 win over the Las Vegas Aviators. Lund went 4-for-9 this weekend and is on a six-game hit streak. Let's go, Brennan. Let's stay with more Cougars in the minors. Jackson Clough in double-A ball, two for four with a run in a Harrisburg Senators 9-4 loss to the Erie Seawolves. Colton Shaver in triple-A, one for four with a home run for the Sugarland Skeeters in a 3-2 loss against the Round Rock Express. This is the year, it feels like, that we might not just see Michael Rucker get the push-up, but maybe multiple BYU guys. More on that in a moment. Hopefully those teams suck uh, because there'll be a better opportunity, right? If they're in the playoff hunt, they may not bring up a minor league guy per se, but maybe uh, these guys are crushing it, which is awesome. BYU softball adds two transfers. Pitcher Chloe Temples from Stetson, uh, who has a 2.67 ERA and 36 games played, and Macy Simmons from Arizona State, who hit 273 in 25 games the past two seasons. Both are juniors immediately eligible. Uh, the rich get richer. Gordon Eakin in BYU softball. Patrick Fishburn, the ginger quake, former BYU men's golf standout, finished tied for 35th on the Corn Ferry Tour Utah Championship, 14 under. Daniel Summerhays and Rhett Rasmussen did not make the cut. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, football is in the air. It is almost mid-August. BYU training camp is now into day three. The New York Jets, led by Zach Wilson, are about three weeks into their own training camp. Jaron, my question for you today is, knowing what we know about BYU football with those three days and Zach Wilson, he struggled over the weekend, who has more to prove Overall, Zach Wilson in the NFL or BYU football this season without Zach Wilson? If BYU was ranked second in the country, I would say BYU. But because Zach Wilson was the number two pick, he has the most to prove. Yes. You can't be the number pick and number two pick and not be at least decent, right? To good. Uh, to great. And uh, Zach Wilson struggled in the green and white scrimmage they held and whatever. It's fine. Um, is it, are people freaking out that are just sure? But fans freak out. That's what they do. BYU is not expected to do anything crazy this year. BYU is not expected to go eleven and two and finish in the top fifteen. We're expecting BYU to win eight games, maybe nine. That's kind of where we're at okay. uh, collectively. It feels like here. So no, it, I think it's a no brainer. I think it's Zach Wilson um, and and the reaction to the post that we just talked about from BYU Sports Nation of Josh Allen and whatnot. 
There, people care about whether someone's good or not. It's hard to be a high draft pick and you know potentially be a bust. That's the risk, but it's also part of the deal. Like you got a massive signing bonus because there are expectations. You're expected to do something great, and that's the expectation for Zach Wilson. If Trevor Lawrence isn't Trevor Lawrence, and it's a normal kind of year where you don't have this substantial uh, number one pick who's been crowned for three years, there was a chance Zach Wilson could have gone first. So, yeah, homie's got to show up, and I think he will. My only hesitation is Jets. That's my one hesitation. They're doing their best to. The ownership's trying to get new culture, new head coach. New, new, new. He has a first-year play caller on a team that's not very good. This is going to be a, a, a little bit of a rough patch. Just know that this year's going to be tough. Hopefully next year they start to move in the right direction. By year three, Zach Wilson's got to uh, get this team maybe on the fringe or in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, give him three seasons. Give him three full seasons with the same coaching staff. Hopefully he gets three seasons. Like, sometimes the NFL works fast, man. In a weird way, the question has uh, an intertwined element because BYU football needs Zach Wilson to be good to validate 2020. And the schedule that has come under so much scrutiny. Yeah, Zach Wilson beat up on cupcakes. Let's see what he does against NFL competition. Like, So I feel like... Zach Wilson is now shouldering the burden in multiple ways. Yes, BYU fans want him to do well. It, it, it shines on the program whether or not he struggles mightily. And again, I, I feel like he does have some leeway. He can win four or five games this season, and it'll be okay. Just flashes of brilliance. Steve Young talked about it with us. He just needs to show some of those wow moments, and that's more important than the Oh, they got to win eight games. You know, they got to get to 500. It's, yeah, I don't see the Jets burn, winning eight games this slow year. Build. That'd, be, that'd be awesome. Win four or five games, show some wow moments, and it's okay. He just yeah. has to be okay in his first season. But BYU as a program needs Zach Wilson to be at least okay because then the 2020 season is not validated if he's poor, and that conversation just grows louder. See, you never draft a guy that just beats up on cupcakes. Yeah. So – Sure. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on Zach's shoulders. And I know that BYU as a team this year has felt like the theme. And we talked about the theme last week. Hey, no Zach Wilson. Everyone's saying that we're going to take a major step back. We got some things to prove. I love that. I love that they have the chip on their shoulder. I'm not sure everyone is saying that, but yeah. Sorry. Like, like what's a step back? Fewer wins? Of course. You're not going to win 11 against that schedule. Sure. The few U- Utah's we- not winning 11 against those schedules every year. You know what I mean? 2019, that was an amazing team. They still lost what? Right, yeah. And so we, Twice, we need to value this year's schedule and a win total yeah. compared to what last year's schedule we was. Waited. But that went right. That's There's a weighted schedule. Eight, expect eight, hope for nine. That's, nine would be awesome. That's where we're, you are you make, at that same number? Yes. Okay. You can make an expect argument that eight, nine win wins nine. this season is maybe a little bit more valuable than. 11 wins against only to us. No power fives last season. Only to us. Correct. Because in the rankings, that won't show up. That won't show up. Yeah. Yeah. BYU, you win 11 BYU's games. BYU's not going to be ranked 11th at the, at the end of the year with nine wins. Like, <laughs> winning matters more than who you play sometimes. Isn't that that happened last year. Isn't that interesting? But it was also like Big Ten and Pac 12 didn't start. So BYU got like, BYU was in the head start. BYU was in the mile and like led, you know, for a minute. Uh, while other teams were like, are we going to start the race? You know, BYU started the race yeah. early. It's, it's Zach Wilson. The number two yeah. overall pick yeah. by nature mm-hmm. carries a ton of pressure and a ton of weight on his shoulders. He should. 
There should be pressure. He got $23.5 million in his signing bonus. There is, yes. It's just You deserve interesting. that pressure when you get that kind of money. It, isn't it interesting, though, to watch BYU's fan base did the same thing with Zach Wilson when he started to show some growth struggles. And it's like, oh, he's not cut out for it. It's time to bench him. Go to Baylor Romney. Zach Wilson's not the quarterback we thought he was. Go to Jaron Hall first. Okay. Now, Jets fans, the funny thing is I felt like it's been all positive to this point. And then he oh, had, it always is until and you then play. he had one, yeah. one bad scrimmage, and they're like, all right, the Zach Wilson experiment is over. Get him out. <laughs> he hasn't even played a game. Well, Not even a preseason he needs game. To, he needs to play a whole season. Yes. Like literally a whole season. to. Re- okay. We asked Robert and I one time, how long into a season do you know what you have? How long? And he said six games. I thought he'd say three or four. Six makes total sense. You need some real volume there. So 17-game season, you need eight and a half games for Zach Wilson to have a sense of what he really is in the NFL. Let him play a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what the Jets' defense did. Maybe Robert Sala was like, okay, we're really going to test this guy today. Like, I'm pulling out all the stops. We're gonna or maybe he just him. had a bad day. Or he just had a bad Whatever. day. Whatever. And that's okay. Who cares? So Connor Hughes is one of the Jets' insiders, yeah. and he sent out a tweet that – Got 307 responses, primarily from Jets and BYU fans, okay? Yeah. I don't even know if these were the final stats. Okay? I think that it may have changed from this, but this kind of went into his final stat line. 11 for 24 passing, 112 yards, two interceptions. Okay? Yeah, not great. Not great. And Zach said it himself. Now, do we know that he played right-handed or left-handed? Okay. His seven drives <laughs> led to three points, the two interceptions, and four punts. Seven drives is not an entire game. It sounds like almost like a little bit more than a half of football. Definitely not a full game. It's like a little bit more than a half of football, right? Yeah. You get about five or six drives in a half, right? it feels like. So in, the, in the NFL where the We're clock not talking about back. like Zach had a bad game. Like they didn't play full game. The scrimmage wasn't even the length of a full game. Nor do I want to break down fully the stats from one <laughs> practice slash scrimmage. My from point Zach. is whatever. It, it's not time to hit the panic button after a half of football in scrimmage format because he threw two interceptions. Stop it. I know people are like, oh, the Jets' defense is garbage. So if he's struggling against the Jets' defense, then uh, they're not going to win any games this season. And it depends who your backups are. They have not invested in backups that matter. Okay, they're all, Josh Johnson? They're all in on Zach Wilson. Um, like for BYU, let's say that whoever the starter is struggled through two full games. We would be calling for a switch because you feel that the backup's capable and you're excited about the freshman behind that second guy. It depends who the backup is, too. Um, for the Jets, they don't, they don't actually care about who the backup is right now. They're all in on Zach. They're going to give Zach this whole season. As they should. They traded up to yep. get him number two and yep. paid him the money. It is an investment. And they've said, hey, we're with you the whole way. You're not going to lift us up. We're going to lift you. Okay, let's see. Let's see what that means. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was, talk is cheap, right? One scrimmage. Well, in end, Zach Wilson's right? experience, talk is expensive because it costs a lot of money to get him. Yeah, but, and he's and he wears a wristband, you know, or he did. I don't know if he still does. You know, prove them wrong. He wore that all last year, and them was the people that wanted him benched. That includes BYU fans. Yes, like the BYU fans who wanted him benched. He wanted to prove them wrong. I don't care how or who or when you motivate yourself. Just that you are motivated. Like Michael Jordan in The Last Dance. And I took that personally. Good. Like that's a meme, Great. right? On everything. 
whatever it takes for you to get to the level you need to perform athletically or whatever, great. Hopefully it's not like toxic, right? But if it's wearing a wristband and having a little chip on your shoulder, great. Find I, your chip. I'm yeah. I'm hoping this BYU football team, uh, you know, carries this throughout the season where it's like, hey, we're a we're not that team from last year. We're this team that needs to show you that last year was really good and th- that this program can sustain success yeah. against these schedules that are tough. And then you go from there. Yeah. So clearly BYU has a lot to prove without Zach Wilson against a tougher schedule. It's just not as much. But it's not yeah. as much as the number two like, overall pick. All right, our question of the day. Who has more to prove this season, Zach Wilson in the NFL or BYU without Zach Wilson? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Wade Peterson answers on the Facebook. Zach Wilson hands down, once you graduate to the NFL – as the second overall pick and get paid millions to perform, you got to prove your worth. Mm-hmm. He has the weight of a hard-to-impress fan base yep. and the toughest group of media in America watching his every move. Let's go, Zach. Think how much uh, easier and, and burden-free our minds would be relative to Zach if he got drafted by the Niners. Just think about that. It kind of it kind of stinks that it ended well, up being the Jets. 49ers fans got involved in this ch- chain as well and included comments that said Trey Lance is the best rookie quarterback that I've ever seen. It's various Wait San Francisco coaches bad it's practice. Like, so people it just yeah. it spins so quickly out of control on Twitter. It's kind of hilarious to watch. Yeah. Uh but the the meltdown is real. So yeah, but I mean to your point, how much better would BYU fans feel? If Zach was in New York or in San Francisco compared to New York, what if we had an open scrimmage and Jaron Hall had the same stats? Would we be freaking out in the same way? I imagine that there would be a, a pretty good meltdown too. Allow someone to have a bad yes, something, but if it, if it were but multiple. because BYU's got three quarterbacks that are in a competition, it's a little different. Okay, it's a little different. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Yeah, Zach. If there was a capable backup for the Jets, they wouldn't. There wouldn't be so much. This situation is different because he's clearly the guy. Yes, he's the guy. (laughs) Coming up, like Gunnar Romney is still the best receiver in the country between the twos. Who better to speak with than Zach Wilson's quarterback guru coach John Beck about overcoming bad days? And he can give us some insight into the current BYU quarterback battle because he's been working with Jaron Hall. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU TV is sending two Cougar fans to the season opener against Arizona and Las Vegas. One grand prize winner gets a trip for two, including flight, transportation, and lodging, plus tickets to the game. Five second place winners will receive a BYU football fan pack and a Roku. Follow BYU TV Sports on social media for details. Winners will be selected, and random entry does not guarantee a prize. The winners will be announced right here on BYU Sports Nation on August 20th. Today's word is Cosmo. Yeah. Cosmo. Cosmo is the word. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. While we were on break, I asked Jerem, what's the threshold for Zach Wilson to be good enough for the Jets fan base? And brought up, maybe it's just being better than Sam Darnold. At least, right? (laughs) And there's pressure on him as a rookie to perform. Remember, this would have been his senior year. You know, it's, he's out early, as he should be. It's, but 
You're getting paid a lot of money. Let's go. Just be better than Sam Darnold for the Zach's, Jets fans' sanity. Yeah, Zach's good enough to be a good player in the NFL, no doubt. He's got a um, 75 rating on Madden I, as a rookie I, quarterback. I just hope that uh, the pieces around him and he performs well. We can't blame the pieces around. Like, I think we blame everybody but Jimmer for Jimmer. Like, hey, Jimmer is uh, who he is as a basketball player, and that's it. Over here, he's amazing. Over there, it doesn't like totally work. Same thing with Zach. We've got to be careful of that. Who has more to prove, Zach Wilson in the NFL or BYU football without Zach Wilson? The Cougars as a team can start to prove themselves in how many days? Countdown to the Wildcats. 26 days. 26 days to be exact. Let's go. That's wild. Let's go. A guy who knows a thing or two about opening up the season against Arizona, John Beck. He did it his senior year on the road. BYU will do so in Las Vegas. He is with us over Zoom. John, welcome back to the show. How are you? What's up, fellas? I'm doing good. Thanks for bringing up the Arizona loss, though. Jeez. <laughs> we both drove to Come that on. game as fans, by the way. I didn't, stands, I yeah. didn't t- say anything about the loss. I just said that you opened up the season against Arizona, and maybe that shaped that fantastic season you had losing that game. John, who knows? I don't know. I would have much rather won it and then done the rest of the year winning all those games. <laughs> Let's talk about your guitars on the wall. Uh, do you play? Yo, those are my sons. You like that? Oh, the, nice. Uh, I, I turned over the wrong shoulder there. I'm getting confused because of the thing on my camera. Yeah, that's my son. I got a big guitarist. He loves it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so Johnny Harleen gives him uh, lessons or what? I Johnny and I have had a lot of talks, actually, because I called Johnny saying, hey, what should my son do? I only dabble here and there on the guitar, but Johnny was unbelievable. So I'm like, look, I want you to be more like Johnny on the guitar uh, and less like me. <laughs> John Beck on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, we just got done talking about Zach Wilson and the, we're going to call it a rough weekend, even though it was one scrimmage and like essentially one half of football in a scrimmage format, but the numbers were not great. Jets fans kind of had a meltdown. Uh, then other people got involved and, and it kind of spiraled out of control on Twitter. So my question for you, John, is, how do you handle this? What's the proper way to handle this if you are Zach Wilson moving forward after his first really bad day as a professional? I'm going to use some advice that Bob Greasy gave to me when I was a rookie quarterback for the Dolphins. As he just said, look, everything you do is actually a positive. Whether it's an interception, a sack, a misread, you know, all those things that can be viewed as negatives in the long run are actually positives. And what people don't know, here's the thing that people don't know. The New York Jets defense is throwing a lot at Zach. They're not like holding any punches because it's the beginning, right? Coach Sala is throwing a lot of difficult looks at Zach right now. And it's going to be a good thing because I would much rather have him facing those difficult looks, making some mistakes now, as opposed to when the regular season starts. You know, he's going to see more vanilla looks in the first preseason game than what he's getting at practice right now. So to me, back to the Bob Greasy statement, Whether or not they're chalking up, oh, good practice, bad practice, and they're trying to keep this chart of, like, is Zach a good quarterback? All those practices that right now people say weren't good practices, at the end of the day, those are positives for his development. So I look at that practice like, that's great that he had that. Let him have that. Let him learn from all those things because that's how he's going to grow and mature as a quarterback. When it comes to the Jets, historically this has not been a place you've wanted to go be a quarterback, right? Um Yet, hopefully, this is different. Uh, Mike LaFleur coming from, you know, uh, the Shanahan system, which was what you ran with uh, Washington, right? 
uh, and, and that staff was there. Do you feel like this is a place where he can really have some success? Because historically it's not, but we're hoping now it's different. Yeah, there are definitely franchises that historically have had tough times. And you can probably say the Jets are one of those, right? Here and there, they put together these great seasons. But to me, A, I love the challenge of that. I think that Zach, being the competitor that he is, he probably is enjoying, okay, cool, I'm at this place. It's a challenge. I love challenges. Let's all work together as a group and let's get this thing done. That's exciting if you're a competitor. Now, Mike LaFleur, I'm so excited to see Mike uh, grow as an offensive coordinator. He was heavily involved in a lot of things in San Francisco's system. People don't always know exactly all the things he was involved in, but he was an integral part of those offensive game plans. So now this is his first opportunity to get out and be the play caller. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see Zach and Mike and the rest of that staff grow together. And it's because of the people that are there that I believe in him. You talk to anybody around the league, their head coach is well-respected, well-liked, People are saying like, hey, this team of guys that they're putting together could do something special at a place that has had some tough years. And to bring in Zach, a young quarterback that they get to develop, to me, it's, it's an exciting time. Uh, and yes, there's going to be bumps in the road, right? For a quarterback to have to start as a rookie, uh, it's not easy. And for an offensive coordinator who's it's going to be his first complete season calling plays the entire year. There's going to be games at the end of it where he's going to say, man, I wish I would have done this different. I probably could have done that different. The cool part is through all those experiences, just like I said for Zach, there's coaches in that building. Even if it's viewed as a negative in the moment, it actually is a positive in the long run. John, you're obviously very close with Zach, and I've worked with him on a consistent basis for a long time now. He is a professional, so that distance is naturally in between you guys. So how much interaction and communication do you have with them now? I mean, we communicate quite often. I try to like not engage as much this time of year because I know that he has so much going on that training camp schedule. There's so much going on. I remember as a player, um, when you love ball and you love the challenge and you love all that, it's, it's sometimes hard to turn it off. And so I try to view Zach in the same way. What he needs to do is have things that aren't talking football in his life when he's away from there. So this time of year, it's really when he reaches out to me uh, saying, Hey, you know, this is going on. What can I do or that type of stuff? I mean, I, I love to kind of check up on all my quarterbacks. Hey, how are things going? Um, but this time of year, it is football, sun up to sun down. And those guys need time to kind of not be talking football. Perhaps the next BYU starter we'll see in the next days, weeks. Uh, Jaron Hall has started working out with you. What was it like to work out with Jaron? And uh, what are some of the things that you guys talked about? Uh, a lot of fun. Loved having Jaron out here. He's a hard worker. Very focused guy. It was cool to see somebody that was a dual sport athlete have an opportunity to now say I'm all football. Um, and some of the things that he did in baseball are going to help him in quarterbacking. But uh, Jaron's a very easy guy to like be around in the way that he prepares for the, like the workouts. He's very dedicated as well. I'm really looking forward to kind of see Jaron grow throughout this process. This is probably the first time in a long time that he's had this many reps kind of as the guy in a, in like in a starting competition uh, in the meeting rooms, he's viewed as a guy to potentially be the starter. That hasn't been the case, right? And also, he had spring ball where he got to play all through spring ball. That's the first time he's been able to do that in a while. So for me, I'm, I'm just excited to see his growth of from week one in training camp to now what does he look like a couple weeks down the road and leading up to that Arizona game. Former BYU quarterback great John Beck with us on BYU Sports Nation. In terms of a skill set, where has Jaron Hall improved the most 
from the spring to where he is now? I'm going to use the term repeatability. Um, Jaron's a very athletic guy who's capable of doing a lot of things. Uh, but you got to be able to be very repeatable. And that's something that we worked on. It's something that like, I don't like comparing Zach to Jaron, whoever the next quarterback is going to be, but I do like to use some of the things that I saw Zach improve on. And repeatability is absolutely one of those things. And when people ask me, why do professional quarterbacks come to you guys? Why would a guy that was a top pick, he's already had success. Why would he go to you guys? A lot of it is for that very same thing, repeatability. When the defense gives you an opportunity to strike on something that is in rhythm, you have to be able to do it consistently and repeatedly. And for me, that's what Jaron worked on. Hey, when I have those throws that I know I can take, it may be in a little bit of tight coverage, but I'm going to be so good that I can nail that nine out of 10 times. That's the things that we worked on with Jaron. I think that's what I'm hoping is happening at practice, that those things are showing up where when you're in three by one and that backside one-on-one is there and you know you got free access up oh, there, there's my son. You guys get to see him walking through. Uh, <laughs> Which son was that? Which son, was that he Ty? Has no idea right now. <laughs> he has no idea right now. He was just on BYU TV cruising with his shirt off. Well, hey, hey at least he had in the back house. At least he had shorts on, you know. <laughs> oh, and there's the way. Who, right. who, which son was that? That's Ty. Ty, named after Ty Demmer. Love it. He's been named on the show. He's Ty. been on the yep. show. That's 2015. He was first, on the show. First appearance on BYU TV. Shirt off. Um, <laughs> I, well, I'm. Okay. I think that's our first shirtless appearance. We might lose the shirts later in the show now, but who well, knows? Kyle Collinsworth <laughs> thinks this is a great idea. <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, you know what? I wonder what I wonder what BYU fans are going to do now on Twitter. You talk about Twitter blowing up because of these. Who knows what type of thing? Uh, my shirtless son walking around behind me. Um, so back back to the repeatability. You know, when you're in certain situations and you know you want to take advantage of something that you can call it a gimme, but that really drives a dagger in defenses. And I saw Zach improve sequentially over the years in that. And you want to ask, like, how can you help a quarterback get his completion percentage up? A lot of times an offensive coordinator can do that with play calling. But there's also this thing, if you look at games, here or there, there are throws in games that if you have a repeatable quarterback, that's a few percentage points. That's a few more third down conversions in a game. And that's what I'm hoping that we see a big improvement in Jaron because that's what we worked a lot on. What does he already do really well that you see that you want to fine-tune and help him create repeatability but what does he already do well play ball there are times where we work out here and he's trying to work on these finely tuned mechanical things and at times from a player's standpoint you could be thinking too much and what i love about jaron is there are times when i just say hit the pause button go play just let your natural abilities take over sometimes we have to do this with dak prescott when we're training dak is trying so hard he cares so much he's so engaged mentally in the workout but sometimes we just have to say take a breath Go play ball and just be that natural athlete that you are. That's what Jaron brings to the table. Some of my most favorite throws that he made in our time uh, this offseason was when I just said, go play ball. Be the athlete that you are. John, let's finish with this, our question of the day, and it's uh, brought in some really fun answers. Who has more to prove this season? Is it Zach Wilson as a rookie quarterback and number two overall pick in the NFL, or is it BYU as a team now that they're playing seven power fives and don't have Zach Wilson? I mean, both have a lot to prove. I think it would be easy to say it's Zach, right? Because the stage that he's playing on, the investment that the Jets have made, and just that that market, right? Um, If BYU loses a football game, it's not going to be on blast on the entire nation, right? Um, 
But if the New York Jets, you know, hit some rough patches and Zach is struggling, which could very well happen as, as a young quarterback, it will be on all those talk shows on ESPN. So, I mean, it's just there, there, there's so much at stake there. And I'm not trying to take anything away from BYU because they, they, they do have a lot to prove. And I would still say it, it's very close. But um, in terms of the national stage, there's a lot riding on those New York Jets and Zach Wilson right now. John Beck on BYU Sports Nation, always entertaining and insightful. By the way, are you going to be in Las Vegas at the BYU-Arizona game? You know what, man? I want to so bad. Byron Rex and I talk about it every day when we're out at the high school practices, but I haven't got my schedule yet for my 14-year-old son's team, and I'm the head coach. So if we get lucky and his game – and all we have three Beck boys in tackle football right now. If all their games can be done early enough, we'll hop on a flight and get there as quick as we can. But – uh, there's a chance that I may be coaching a 14U game right up to when that BYU game starts. Oh, uh, hey, priorities. We get it. Do it with I no shirt on. I have another shirtless son. <laughs> I have another shirtless son asking if he can run by. Uh, nice. I don't know what's in that other room that they all need. but uh, Shirts optional. Going swimming or something. Let's go. You know what? It's because it's because right after this, the uh, Beck family's heading to the beach for some waves. Yes. There you go. There you go. That's the good life. John, great to talk with you, man. We'll do it again soon. Sounds good. We'll see you guys. John Beck on BYU Sports Nation. Shirtless sons running through. It's the summer. It's, it's Southern true. California. Yeah, you live in Southern California. You're Come at on, the man. beach. Of course. I want to bring this up with the Jets thing with Zach. Zach told us one time he embraced the idea of going to BYU and trying to build that program. BYU went 4-9 and nine when he signed. Remember? 4-9. Oh, he I remember. Signs. He wanted to help resurrect the program. 7-6, and 7-6, and 11-1, and right? Um, he likes that challenge. Like John said, hey, it's an opportunity. Yeah, I love that attitude, and that's the attitude you have to have because Zach didn't have a choice whether he was going to go to the – he was too good. If Zach had sucked a little bit maybe in pro day, maybe he goes to the Niners. He just mails it in and, you know. But he was awesome. Of course, you're going to go full bore, so we'll be watching. Uh, hopefully the Jets crush it, man. We're all rooting for the Jets, of course. Just give me some flashes of brilliance. Which is partially why I'm glad he didn't go to the Niners. I didn't want to root for the Niners. Coming up <laughs> – the battle for third string running back. Who will it be in? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Plus, Jimmer was, and then he wasn't in the NBA Summer League. What's up with that? We'll discuss it next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Good SNL. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. After further review is back, and after further review, that was catch. Uh, Weekly, Tuesday night, 7 Eastern on the Bureau TV app. David Campbell and Fowler, David Nix, break down the film. Tomorrow's show features the players from 2020 who took the spotlight. Catch it on demand on the app. He is Jeremiah Spencer, and this is BYU Sports Nation on a Monday. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Sports have Dax Millen getting reps with the ones and twos for the Washington football team. Will he be a productive piece in Washington this year? Yes, in some way or another, whether that's on special teams or as a reserve wide receiver or as both, I think Dax Millen is going to make the roster. He has made a life in football of being underestimated, undervalued, and then rising to the top. So am I surprised that he's doing this with the Washington football team? No. Dax Milne's going to make that team, and he will be a valuable or, should I say, productive piece. Yes, uh, I think he has a really good shot. I hope he makes the squad because 
Teams only carry six receivers, so it's a two deep at three positions, right? I'm, I'm fine. Um, hey, go, right, go. Right now, he's special teams. Yeah, he's got a few weeks to go, which is great. But right now, he's like not in that position. But he's gonna creep his way up that list, and hopefully, he makes the 53 man. If he's at running a with minimum, the, he's on the practice squad. Yeah. yeah, he's running with the ones and the twos right now. You would think that the worst it's going to be is a practice squad invite. Yeah, which would be a, like a third stringer. Okay. Yeah. Jimmer Fredette was, and then all of a sudden wasn't, a part of the Denver Nuggets Summer League roster. Jerem, what are you reading into this news? Uh, that maybe he got COVID or something? I, I don't know. Like, it feels like, like, like that. what happened all of a sudden? I'm not saying he did, uh, but just like it's kind of weird why he suddenly wasn't on it. Like you said, that would have been fun to watch him play. Does it mean he was going to get an NBA contract? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm anxious to see where he's going to play this next year. I, somewhere internationally, hopefully it's a good fit. I hope it's not COVID, and I hope it's not a health situation yeah. or an injury for that matter. The only we'll check I- out Trick Shot Tuesday, and we'll see if he's in a uh, brace. Or something. Yeah. It, <laughs> is there, hopefully he's okay. Is there a Trick Shot Is he masked up while he's doing Trick Shot Tuesday? Again, we don't know. We're just <laughs> talking. The only other thing I can think of is that maybe there was a contract or an, a, something with his agent, and they're like, hey, we don't want you to play in the summer league because we want you to come and play for us over here, like in this European. So we don't don't potentially get injured because we want you to come play over here. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe? Yeah. A lot of guessing on our Here we go. BYU Football put out a highlight video of Friday's practice. Sports Bros on Twitter noticed Romney, Gunnar Romney, caught the ball and was out of the one. Does this continue to validate your nickname for Gunner as the best receiver in the country between the twos? Well, Jerem, he's taking it up a notch. He's now going to become the best receiver in the country between the ones. Oh, nice. Okay. There's Inside still room, the one? There's still room to improve yeah. without actually going in the end zone. Gunner think he scored a touchdown there? He kind of points back. He so. got robbed a couple of times last year. Should have been touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he hit, he hit the pylon, but he was out of bounds. <laughs> it's... <laughs> we got to get Gunner in the end zone. Get him in the end zone. Fun joke, but we got to get him in the end zone. Let's get this man some touchdowns. I have predicted he'll have at least six touchdowns. Right. I don't think that's yes. a crazy number either. No, he yeah. can score six touchdowns, yeah. and he could probably catch six footballs inside the two-yard line the as 12 well. inside the two. We'll, we'll be tracking that. <laughs> Ryan Rico, punter for BYU, introduced his Punters Are People too. Shirts. This is anti-Brian Logan slander, I believe. There are hoodies, there are t-shirts, there are long-sleeve t-shirts. It all came out over the weekend. Jerem, uh, are you going to buy one of these and support the Punters Are People 2 movement? That's it. The moment I saw this, I did. I bought one. You literally bought one. I will wear it on the show (laughs) the next show after I get it. Not going to lie. The moment I saw it, I said, that's perfect for Jerem. And so, and I didn't hadn't even seen your tweet, and then you're like, done. I'm like, yes, I'm starting yes! a GoFundMe. No, just kidding. Are you going to buy one? Um, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. But if Jake you Ol- buy, if it, you buy about, it, it's represented on the set. How about Jake Oldroyd buys one or, or uh, creates one, and then you buy Jake's, and then we have the specialist covered. Kickers are people too. Yeah, yeah. Jake, come on, let's Absolutely. go, man. Absolutely. Come on, man. Uh, Brendan Lund is on a six-game hit streak in AAA, hitting 375 with your solid Bs, 389 uh, on-base percentage in the month, month of August. Two homers. Will he be called up this year? I hope so. Do the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim stink enough that they are going to call up so. some of these AAA guys from Salt Lake? As a Mariners fan, I hope so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not. They're not. I, they're playing. All, they're okay, right? It, it does suck though that the Angels continue to have the best player in baseball, and it doesn't matter. Now they have maybe the top two players in baseball, and it's maybe they matter. give Mike Trout and Crazy. the other 
outfielder behind Mike Trout a break and well, call up Brennan Lund. Well, they have three dudes at center field listed right now that aren't named Brennan Lund. Brennan's not on the 40 man. He doesn't have to be. Right. But let alone the you know 26 man to be rostered in the game. That increases to 28 on September 1st. But yeah. I hope so. Give him a shot in September if you're out of the playoff race. I hope. Yeah. Yes, I hope they do. That'd be nice. Then if he not, would join Michael Rucker. If not, he's going to be on the fringe next year at a spring training. It's a good year for BYU baseball. Colton Shaver, AAA. Michael Rucker already got the call up. Brennan Lund, we hope, gets the yep. call up with the Angels. Yep. All right, you already mentioned Jake Oldroyd. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going back to the specialist for BYU football. Awesome. He posted a picture of his proposal to Laney Udy. Congratulations with the caption, Victory Formation. Your thoughts, Jerem? Jake Oldroyd still hasn't missed. A field goal <laughs> attempt or proposal attempt. Um, yeah, Jake's the man, dude. Congratulations to uh, Jake and Laney. That's exciting. When's the big day? I hope it's not during football season. He's like, during the bye week. It's like, no. <laughs> no, we we'll just wait. Just go wait until December. after the season. December wedding. Yes. Yeah. Or I guess if you're engaged. Uh, well, it's it BYU, is BYU. You could, it you could, could be do in before the season. Weeks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've seen crazier things, right? Coming up, Cougar Golden Tokyo. Plus, why we should be paying attention to a third-string battle on the BYU football depth chart. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, I speak with new BYU TV sports producer Hema Haymuli about his path to BYU as an aviation science major to Delta to KSL and to BYU TV. Also honoring his culture and his work, and of course, his amazing dad, Locke. Listen on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. So great to have a Hemuli in the building on a daily basis. His Love. uncle, Hema, played football here. His little brother, Houston, is the starting fullback at Stanford. And, of course, you mentioned his dad, who was the national champion running back at BYU in 1984. It was the all-time leading rusher for a while. Woo! Yeah. That's uh, quite the lineage there. Uh, it's only fitting we're talking about running backs because we're discussing the running back depth chart position battle for BYU. And we know that Tyler Algier is the guy. Lopini Katoa is also the guy behind him. But who's running back number three for BYU? This is one of the more intriguing battles in BYU football training camp because there are a bunch of guys, Hinkley Rapati, Jackson McChesney, Sione Finau, among others, Jerem. Who is in position to be running back three? Miles Davis! No, I'm Miles uh, Davis! Uh, yeah, <laughs> What's the quote of pee in your pants at school? I'm Miles Davis. Consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure which guy's going to win the third string um, spot. And it does matter. I think it does matter. There weren't as many carries for that guy per se. But listen, any position, um, you're one play away. you got to be ready. And different situations, different packages, you gotta you got to be ready. Jackson McChesney is going to be a good running back at BYU. Um, you know, he had 224 yards on 14 carries and two touchdowns against the high school called UMass. Yeah, that was probably the worst in college football team that BYU has ever played. Listen, ever. but, you know, well, if be, why didn't that happen every year against the crappiest team? It doesn't. That was a notable performance, right? Hinkley Ropati is intriguing. He is jerked! 5'11", 220. He is, like, first team all, like, BYU football calendar if they made one. You know what I'm saying? And Sione Finau... Is interesting, too, because Finau had a nice uh, freshman year, actually led the Cougars in rushing in 2019, which is interesting. 
Um, Sione was not listed on the roster we got last Thursday at the first practice. I asked about um, you know Sione and was told, okay, the guys that aren't listed are working through some injuries or rehabbing or eligibility. Eligibility probably in most cases means, hey, just finishing some summer classes and making sure we're good. So I'm not exactly sure what the situation was with Sione. Hopefully he's out there today. Um, you know, we'll try and do our best to follow up on that and see where we're at. But there were a number number of notable Cougs, you know, not on the list as well. Hopefully they can get back to practice and be good as soon as possible. But I don't know if I had, uh, you know, who's the healthiest? Jackson McChesney got hurt against Navy. Hink the Ropati got hurt before the season. Sione was coming off a knee injury and uh, is finishing up something, injury or eligibility. So I don't know, man, but I do like those three dudes. Isn't it interesting that we brought up the UMass game because now that I'm thinking about it, Tyler Algier started the scoring for BYU as a running back, catching a pass out of the Mm -hmm. backfield and then sprinting down the sideline. And it was a story because he was playing linebacker like the week before. Yeah. So was that the moment that BYU coaches were like, okay, you're a running back for good? I'm not sure against UMass that was the moment. Uh, But (laughs) I, I think the way he played the last couple of games, after the Hawaii game, they gave him a scholarship in January. So he, but they didn't hand him the ball in that third down. Right. So yeah, Finau, McChesney, <laughs> Tyler Algier. Oh. Yeah, it was a simple throw. I know. I know. Still the number two pick though. <laughs> All good. This, this matters. Running back three matters because yeah. it's a position that takes a, a beating by nature, and more often than not, yeah. a guy gets nicked up, banged up for a game or two here and there. BYU is going to need a solid option at number three, whether that's for Potty or McChesney or maybe both think, of them. Think about it. Whoever is one of those guys is going to be the fifth string. That's wild. Crazy, right? And how good did Miles Davis look in limited action last Miles year? Miles had a couple of bright moments. Last right. Year. Yep. So I wouldn't the, make too much of it. It's garbage time against some of those teams. But, yeah. It's nice good. to be able to ask the question, is the running backs room next to the receivers – the deepest position group on BYU's football team. We need to see a little more. We haven't seen Hinkley play. We've seen Sione play enough to know he's quali- and he has McChesney, some quality. Yep. And Algier We've and seen, Katoa. We need to see Jackson against uh, meaningful teams. Okay. Yeah. Not UMass. Yeah. I, I thought Tempe would have put up uh, <laughs> a better fight and Corner Canyon for sure. Okay, coming up. Rise and shout out to Plenty. Plus, college football says goodbye to a legend. He was one of Lavelle Edwards' great and longtime friends. More on that next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, ask Jeeves, or Bing it as well. Or check it out on our MySpace page for BYU Sports Nation. Our question of the day. Who has Those don't more... actually exist. <laughs> who has more to prove this season? Zach Wilson in the NFL or BYU football collectively without Zach Wilson as their quarterback? Daniel Rose answers on Facebook. BYU has a harder sell. It's not like Zach has to win now. He will be given a couple of years' time to win. While BYU has to win now, a step back to four and eight or six and six just won't cut it with fans. While if Zach goes four and thirteen, that sounds so bad. It sounds weird with seventeen games. Okay, yeah. or six and eleven, the Jets will see it as an improvement. Hashtag BYUSN. That's an interesting take. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. That's a great point. Um, I just still think it's Zach because he was the number two pick. They like they want to win ish now. 
they I, they probably think, hey, by next year we feel like we got to be close-ish to the playoffs. If they feel like they drafted three. three legitimate first-rounders in the yeah. first 34 picks between Elijah Moore and Elijah Vera Tucker, of course, Zach Wilson. Yeah, it's so, just all the Elijahs, yeah. They, the expectations, whether the Jets fans want him to be there or not, are there, right? It's they want to go now. They're not, <sighs> they're not uber patient. Nobody is. In New York especially. He's actually patient. Our like, elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Belanzich on Instagram. Oh. Immediately, I wanted to say BYU, but if Zach Wilson does well, then I think they both win. BYU developed a good talent. Now BYU coaching staff needs to show they can coach, and it wasn't just Zach, but they did with his ta- what they did with his talent. Go Cougs. I like that. Okay. Today's rise and shout-outs presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of the BYU Cougars. Girl Dad Camp was incredible. I went with Venna. Uh, Shout-out to everybody that helped put that on. Lee Kamar, Diljeet Taylor, Heather Olmstead, Coach Judkins, Vince Stroud, and, and the gang. It was so awesome. Highly recommend it to anyone that wants to go. I think it's ages 7 to 17. They're going to hopefully do it again next year. It was the first one. Yeah, not going to lie. I was a little bit jealous that Sailor wasn't old enough to be in that. She'll be old enough soon enough. Uh, and then to Lucas Slave for winning the gold, there's a connection with the Olmsteads. So Sean and Heather's dad, Rick, was Karch Karai's high school coach. So cool. In fact, Sean has a picture of him as a baby being held by Karch after they won the state championship. And now Karch has grown up, of course, the GOAT in volleyball and won gold as the head coach, Lucas Slabby, an assistant. That's pretty awesome, man. Now let's give a shout-out to the Bobby Bowden family, legendary football coach, one yeah. of Lavelle Edwards' longtime friends, class act, passed away at the age of 91. Saw a lot of nice tributes to him yesterday and well-deserving. Yes, and they kicked BYU's butt. Multiple, multiple times. times. <laughs> what, 91, 2000, and 09? 09 stings a lot. <laughs> Bobby Bowden was dead gum. He was really good. It was hard yeah, to dislike really him, good. though, because he was so nice and amicable. Yes, he right? was very, very personable, absolutely. And and he's from that old guard, right? Yeah. With LaBelle and Bobby and, and Tom Osborne. Joe Pond. Yep, all those guys. Yep. Our thanks to today's guest, John Beck, and his boys, who we found out uh, what had them running through the house this morning. It was sports cards, Preston and Ty. Yeah, nice. Doing their thing. Sorry to Dennis better we ran out of time. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Daniel Coates. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation with fresh content from BYU Football Training Camp. Go Cougs.